More lamb fries. Eat them while they're hot. Andy, that's your third order. <laughs> I am hooked, Elizabeth. <laughs> Call me Mr. Lamb Fries. Now, there's a man who knows when he's got something good in his mouth. You polish off that plate and you break the record. 28. That one makes 26. Stand back, everybody. The record falls tonight. Look at him go. I believe you. He's right. I believe that record will fall tonight. 27. It stood at 28 for nearly two years now. That long? Go for it, Andrew. 28. That's a tie. was gonna last forever. Most folks just don't seem to have a taste for testicles no more. Testicles? Yes, ma'am. Sheep balls. That's right. Tell them why yours are so tasty. Well, the trick is, you've got to clip them off way up high. delivers what is likely to be competitive, intense, and just a ton of fun golf. The Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines is set to deliver just that. Welcome to the cut line and the continuation of the West Coast Swing. And as fun as three courses were last week, the golfers now get the opportunity to stroke it out on two courses. Oh, he couldn't masturbate because his arms are too short. They feared him from Kilpatrick down to Galway Bay Port. Luckily, he found a wife so he could have sex. The non-masturbating Tyrannosaurus Rex. I do remember that one now. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as the song started, I was like, I, I remember uh, that. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. I like the time uh, you know, very it, well. Very well, very we do well it, we can here. Hello, hello, Canada. Hello, USA. Hello, Australia. And hello, UK. Welcome to the cut line. As always, we want to give you, the listener, a special thanks for being with us. So it's it's giveaway time. We're going to give away our exclusive cut line towel to a random winner. 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 I think it's nice. Winner. Winner. You like that towel, don't you? I think it's money, man. Well, very well done. So the big question you have, how do I receive your awesome custom cut line towel, you ask? Simple. Retweet either the cut line, Zach, or myself, and you'll be drawn into our giveaway. These are the players' towels, man. Perfect for your golf bag. Quite stylish. Got the cut line logo all over it. I got one. Zach has one. A few other people out there have them. They're money, man. They are. They're very. They're, I mean, they're better the towel than ones I've bought in the past. I mean, they're pretty quality uh, stuff. It's it's the best towel you can buy, a player's towel. So, I'm Michael Cavalunas at Lunas on Twitter. Had some pinpoint calls last week, but nothing was sweeter than getting my monster right for the second straight week in a row. And for those counting, 
I'm two for two on my mouse monsters. Do we do we mm-hmm. have a new six mm-hmm. K maestro? <sighs> Either way, we do have the original six K <laughs> dynamo, the six K magnet, the six K I pick 'em, you play 'em and win 'em. The lineup slayer, Mad Money Manafort, My Tie Manafort, Zero Iron Zach at Eagles Fan83 on Twitter. Number 18 in your programs, but number one in your hearts. Lives in Hangover Purgatory, Mr. Karuna himself, Zach Manafort. What's up? What up? What's up? Doing well, man. Doing well. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome back to another great edition of a two course. I hate these things. I am just loving PGA DFS right now. <sighs> it's spectacular. I in third. I was in the at the end of the third round. I was in first place in the DGen three max. Yeah, Damn. dropped all the way down. You know, didn't didn't end up the way I wanted, but I was sweating on Sunday, and that's all you want, right? Oh yeah. Anyways, we're, we're with this banter. We're gonna go on with our good, bad, ugly. The good being our best calls that we made last week. The bad being the calls wish we could change. Maybe have some more ownership. Maybe calls that we liked that that we didn't get enough exposure to, or calls that we just didn't play. And of course, our ugly just calls that we whiffed on last week. Zach, me, you're good right now, man. Sanjay. I mean, everyone plays Sanjay, but I really I felt him last week. He was one of the only guys up top that I wanted, and I mean, I'll take a top ten. From a guy who, I mean, we had some little discussion of this is a good fit for him. It doesn't matter. You play him. Play him no matter what. Nice. And then uh, what about your bad? Oh, man. I had a couple of, couple of horrendous calls. Let me see who I want to mention here. I'm going to go all the way to the bottom. Uh, I'm going to pick my worst. Who's your bad while well, I pick my worst one? My bad was the fade of Tringale. Mm. Um. Because it just it cost me in, in that price range because I went overweight on Aaron uh, on uh, on Wise. So so like yeah. I, you know I, I I it's a guy I don't normally fade when the driver doesn't get involved. So I kind of wish I could take that back for sure. Um, though, I mean I, I I think I was pretty happy with most of my calls. Other bads were, you know, guaranteeing Stewart Sink. Um, and the 6K yeah. range, that, that kind of went back to bite me. I loved my can't do it with Howell, Casey, and um, minus Wolf. Wolf played okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I really didn't have too many terrible calls. I'm, like, scrolling through my picks. I didn't really do too bad last week. Um, I think I may have mentioned Benny on. That's probably my worst one because he was just awful. He was great on day one. Yeah. I mean, great. It's about 70. He yeah, my good. good. He looked like he was. He looks good. My good was uh, Scotty Scheffler, and of course my monster oh, yeah. on, uh, on on Hadley it was freaking dominant. Um, yep, Scheffler was a great call. I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I know that. <laughs> um, Ryan Moore, <laughs> I thought played very well for the week. Um, I I think my other good call the week was was the Gooch man. I was really all about Gooch last week, and seventeen. I'll take yeah, that. Absolutely. My my ugly though, hands down. Phil, it 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 was it was way too much exposure, and I I need to go back to how I felt about Phil last year, but yep. I, I got sucked into my own 
fake hype that I created for him when I was like, oh, remember last year in January, February, March, you know, Phil was Phil. He looked good. I mean, the guy's 50. He can lose all the weight he wants. He can, there are going to be tournaments he makes the cut. I, I just can't buy Phil in that 8K price range anymore. No, yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. I, I think I was pretty adamant against the Phil call last week. So I, I'll take that as your ugly because that was, that was pretty awful. So, that's where I stand. <laughs> good week, but... but yeah, uh, it was a good week overall. Uh, it was a couple, couple rough ones, but overall it was a pretty good week. All right. Well, the cut line is here to bring you in-depth analysis of the Farmers Insurance Open, and we're going to do the best we can. <laughs> I like these guys. They are funny guys. Just kill one of them. To make sure you're cashing big on Sunday. In addition, we'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside sand traps, and a putt that might drop in through the back door. And the goal of the cut line is to make sure that you're creating the best lineups, winning lineups, lineups that are kicking ass, taking names, scoring big with everyone's favorite six of six golfers through. Help me out. The cut line! That's right. But Zach, it's Wednesday night. What are you going to be doing? Ooh, Wednesday night, I am going to be doing a whole lot of nothing. I'm just going to stare at the couch. <laughs> Family's going on a trip, I think, maybe, without me, and I have to work. So I'll be sitting here just twiddling my thumbs, building DFS lineups. But something you should be doing, and I'm sure you're going to tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. That... <laughs> well, while you build those lineups, you need leverage. <laughs> I know I'm going to be checking out Fanshare Sports. Even with my own personal ownership projections, I know that a second opinion is incredibly important. The guys I trust, Fanshare Sports. So if you're not subscribed, easy fix. Go to FanshareSports.com, input the word cut line in the discount option, and you'll receive 20% off your membership. Ownership is not a leverage to be belittled. Maybe we could... uh. Maybe we'll talk to Fanshare Sports. Maybe we'll try to get like a monthly sub for somebody or something like that. Maybe we'll throw cool. that in there with that with that package. We'll see what we can do. Anyways, to win these giveaways, by the way, retweet. Don't just like. Retweet. And, of course, we got to give a shout-out to PGA and Fantasy National. You want to build stronger lineups, better lineups, bigger lineups. Both Zach and I, the process starts with these two sources it gives us a huge leg up when compared to the rest of the industry. Are your lineups in the gutter? It's probably because you're not using Fantasy National. They're ending up on the wrong end of the flag stip. Flag stick. Not a stip. Now I ask you, how are your lineups doing? This week, the PGA Tour takes the golfers to Torrey Pines for the Farmers Insurance Open. This is often the starting point for many of PGA's elite golfers to begin accumulating FedEx points and get their games in gear for the coveted majors. First being the Masters, which is just around two and a half months away. The golfers will tackle both the North and South course at Torrey Pines, and after the cut, they will only tackle the South. Simply said, if you're not at least even come Friday, you're not even <coughs> sniffing the cut. Many former winners will be here and they'll be looking to add to their resumes. None more impressive than Tiger Woods, who is looking for his ninth Farmers Championship and his 10th overall win at Torrey Pines when you count the win here in the 2008 U.S. Open. We are finally getting some golf with some grit. 
and some teeth. Zach, what are the golfers looking at this weekend? Half grit, half grime. So we, uh, as you mentioned, you know, double course this week. We're slowly getting back to our one course tournaments, which I can't wait for because these double and triples are not my favorite. Although fun to play, I'm just not a big fan. Uh, so, you know, both courses, south and north, we'll play this weekend uh, or through the week, I should mention. So, you know, we'll see uh, each course used in the first two rounds. And then, as you mentioned, the south course will be used over the weekend for the final 36 holes. So hitting the north course first, you know, it's par 72, 7,250 yards total. It ranked pretty easy, 45th out of the 49 courses ranked last year. So we should see some low scores. Guys on the north course better be putting low numbers up or they're going to struggle coming into the weekend. Uh, and then we'll move over to the south course, which is about, you know, still another par 72, but it's long. Uh, 7,700 yards, uh, ranked 18th out of 49th last year. Um, so much, a little bit more difficult course. It's big, it's fast, it's got polo, polo greens. Um, so, I mean, we're going to see guys that can really hit it off the tee here. Uh, I think, you know, looking at some of the course history, having played these courses in the past does help you. Um, it doesn't give you a huge leg up, but it does at least, you know, help you blend between both courses. Uh, what I'm really taking into consideration here is I, I really like driving distance. I think... Uh, guys that can hit it long and far if they're coming in after scoring pretty good on the other course and they hit the weekend and have some distance they can really start putting some some legs off against the field um, so with that said you know I, I, I'm really looking at a couple of stats this week and to bounce back a little bit we didn't touch on weather because it doesn't matter uh, it looks like the wind's going to be pretty chill throughout most of the week uh, I don't think we'll see anything above five to seven miles an hour gusting with like two to five miles an hour constant and that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then most of Sunday is predicted to be the same. Uh, no rain in the forecast, so beautiful weather for golf. Uh, I mean, we'll see you know high 50s, low 60s throughout the week. So it's going to be guys that are just comfortable playing their game and shooting low scores. So that being said, I'm focusing on strokes gained off the tee, uh, especially when it comes to the weekend. GIR's gained a proximity from 200 plus. We'll see guys coming in from uh, quite the distance here, on the, especially on the longer course. Strokes gain, ball striking, and then overall strokes gain, tee to green. I've seen some people talk about putting. Um, I'm not going to focus on putting this week, but I get it. Uh, you do have to be a good putter here historically in the past to win, but I'm going to focus on getting all the way uh, to the green. If I think if I pick the right guys that can do that, then their putting is just average. Uh, they're going to be a top of the leaderboard. So that's where I'm, what I'm looking at for the course this weekend. Um, I think we'll see something similar to last year. The cut was a little bit weird. It was minus five last year. And then historically before that, it's usually been, you know, minus one, minus two. But I think that has a lot to do with the weather. So no wind, no rain. I think we'll see a, a four or five under cut line this week. So what are you looking at for stats this week? Uh, I'm looking at strokes gain approach, strokes gain tee to green, strokes gain off the tee. Uh, I think a really key stat for the putting is the three putt avoidance because you do want to avoid those uh, mm -hmm. those bogeys. Uh, I'm also looking at birdies are better gained, scrambling, and strokes gained around the green. One of the key things that I look at if you're going to wait driving here is driving distance versus driving accuracy. We've seen success from golfers from, from both types. So it, it's really kind of curious how that's going to play out. Example, Johnny Rahm, um, never won here, but obviously had a lot of success versus like Snedeker, who's not a bomber by any means, but can be accurate off the tee and has won here. It was a weird year, though, that he won. It was that He's won twice. That weird, remember the last one was that weird Sunday with the wind yeah. and the weather. And then, um, mm -hmm. so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how things play out. One thing I am going to look at, though, um, and maybe not way necessarily directly in my model, would be, like, the bounce back factor. 
and how how, how a yeah. player recovers after they commit a bogey or double bogey or something like that because this rough on the south course is penalizing so you, you have to be conscientious of that he's two putts from victory only needs one Ooh, got a member's bounce there boys that's birdie all day long So this takes us to our one putt, two putt, three putt, birdie or better segment where Zach and I break down each pricing tier of golfer from 11K down to 7K and give you our favorite plays in these ranges. And of course, this is our signature segment from a year ago and has been pretty money lately. So we're going to start it off with that 11K range. Zach. Why don't you kick it off for us, brother? Because I'm sure you got a long list up here. You got it. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run, run down. Ready? Pass. I don't want anybody. I and, I and I'm not saying that I don't want anybody because they're all like they're not good. They won't do well here. I think all of them have the potential to win this event. Don't get me wrong, because we've seen winners come from here. Elite bunch of golfers, but for me this week, after looking at the field, I am really putting a lot of weight into the nine and eight Ks. Um, especially the AK. So I'm going to end up going balanced approach here, and I'm just going to pass uh, on the top half of the field. I get it. You're going to have some guys, and I, I agree with you 100%, but not for me this week. I don't know how you can completely fade it. I mean, I mean, since 2014, Rory only playing once, finished fifth. Johnny Rahm averages a 12th place finish. Tiger Woods being Tiger, you know, you, you still have to consider him. Justin Rose won last year, the eighth the year before that, fourth the year before that. I get it, two missed cuts in 2016, 2015. And, and Xander Shoffley, 25th last year after three straight missed cuts. I, I don't know how you fade anyone in this range. I think the first decision, though, you have to make is between Rory and John Rahm. And... I would play Ron. If, if I had to choose anybody, I'd play I'm Ron with here. you, and I think it's just more of an ownership leverage play, but we'll see how it plays out ultimately yep. on Wednesday. But I think Rory's going to be extremely popular here. He ranks out on everyone's models like very high. Um, in my overall rank, number one, aggregate rank, number four. Where he struggles is putting on POA, but sometimes Rory's approach game is so pinpoint that his putting woes on POA don't really matter. So... I'm okay with that, but I am going to go Johnny Rom. Johnny Rom ranks eighth overall in my model. Um, curious in his last eight rounds, you know, he ranks 32nd in the field in the stats that I'm considering. But the thing I like is his putting rank. He's kind of in that middle of the field, ranks 36. Traditionally, a good putter on POA struggled in the last eight and 24 rounds, respectively. 90th in the field in my putter ranker in the last 24 rounds. But elite approach game, and then a bomber off the tee. A little bit able to get greens. Has not missed a cut here and won in 2017. So look for Johnny Rahm to become a repeat champion here at 11-3. The last guy I want to mention who I'm going to be heavily overweight on is Xander Shoffley. Like this is his hometown, his hometown course. Yep. Um, and I get it. He, he probably has more pressure on him being at home and we've talked about this from spieth at, at the at what are he, his home course is at the valero or valspar or whatever yeah um, yeah never does well and xander realistically has never done well here maybe with all the pressure that he faces but he's a better golfer and we've seen a resurgence of his golf game um 
ranks out beautifully everywhere, and he's number one in my aggregate. He's number one for me too. I, I'll throw that out there. I mean, I, I like I said, I think all these guys can win this, but I'm just fading on different a different approach. I just I really hope these three cuts suppress ownership. That that ultimately is my goal. Um, and, and that's really what I want to see. Plus, he's got the second or third highest bounce back, and that's an intangible that I really like for Xander Shoffley. So, I'm okay. All right. Like well, we'll go down to that 9K range. I'm sure you got someone here, correct? Uh, you'd be surprised. No, I do. I do. I've got two guys that I, I really like here. Pardon me. I'm still recovering from a sickness. But uh, it won't be a surprise to you as I, I got Sanjay and as one of my, my best picks for this week. He only ranks out 18th for me. Uh, but all his stats are, you know, within within the range of just being a stellar play. 18th in JR game, 20th proximity, 25th ball striking, 31st off the tee. The guy's a monster. He's only played here once, came in 52nd. But we've seen him get better and better and better over last season. And even this season, we've seen him already have the top 10 last week, uh, 21st week before that. And then going back to the last year, he closed out the season with an 11th. So, I mean, an excellent golfer. I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but I still think 9,100 is a solid. I really expected him to be upper, mid to upper nines. And for 9,100, really, I'm going to start most of my lineups at Sunjay this week. Yeah, Sunjay looks really good in my models as well. Where, where he's struggling recently in the last 24 rounds is that scrambling stat. He ranks 112th in the field in scrambling. So if he is yep. going to be spraying off the tee, you're going to have a, a miscut more than likely from Sunjay M. So it's kind of, it'll be curious to see how. He performs off the tee, but um, more than likely he'll be successful. One thing I like, though, is especially is his expected birdie or better. I have him ranked 12th with a 3.66 birdie or better and an average putt distance of 24-2. Um, course history, though, here is very limited. Only had one shot at this tournament, and that was last year where he made the cut, and he finished in 52nd place. So Terminator is absolutely in play, ranked 6th in my aggregate model, 16th overall. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how Sungjae turns up in terms of ownership. He just gets more popular every week. And it really reminds me of the next guy I'm going to mention, except he's a lot better than this next guy. Um, he's becoming just like DFS darling ownership. Sungjae and, and, and Morikawa both are, are, are kind of yeah. entering that realm. So I, I'm going to mention Tony Finau. Tony Finau at 9,300, playing great golf right now. When you look at the just the fact that last week he finished 14th in the American Express after coming from overseas, um, historically here at the Farmers, finished 13th, 6th, 4th, 18th, and 24th. So we're looking at the top 25 for a guy who's 9,300. I like that potential. That's an average finishing position of 13th place with five of five cuts. I, I, I love that. 16th in my expected birdie or better proje- uh, projection, and then 20.6 expected putting distance which is not that far for these pros in terms of his fairways and greens ranks 21st overall and the last 100 ranks 33rd and his approach rank ranks seventh the one thing i am concerned about is the putting rank and that's basically because his last eight rounds on poa so i'm not going to weight that too heavily because when was the last time we saw tony finau on poa so true finau right here at 9300 i think he's someone who's going to be a mainstay in plenty of my lineups yeah, I can't. I can't disagree with you here. I mean, he's played great here in the past. He's played great this season. I was off him the last two weeks when you were on him, and 
Yeah, I mean, he's back to a fan favorite. I, I can't disagree. He ranks at number two. I'm just worried about ownership. That's really it. Uh, anyone else you want to mention? Uh, the only guy I got in the 9Ks is Gary Woodland. I think he's in a good spot here to really outperform his price. I mean, he hasn't missed a cut here going back to 2013, and he's got two top 10s and a 12th, an 18th, and a 20th. Um, he's coming off two seventh place finishes in the last two events he's played, uh, which is a tournament of champions back in early January and then the hero back in early December, where his game looked pretty solid. So I'm not really worried about, you know, any rust. Uh, 9,500 over his last 24 rounds, he ranks out pretty well, especially in the proximity game. Uh, JR's gain, um, not great off the tee, but I think his all-around game here will help him pull out pretty a pretty decent finish. Uh, I don't expect him to fall lower than 15th. And I think he has the potential to be a top five easy. So I, I, I'm in on Gary this week. I just worry about the putting. Yeah, historically all. one of the worst putters on POA. Um, mm-hmm. So that is a cause for concern. Um, but again, like you kind of mentioned, his all-around game, his approach games, his, lead, his game off the tee is elite. And then you look at the course history here, like you kind of mentioned. He, he's got an average finishing p- position, 19th place. And last year finished in the top 10 with a ninth place. So... Uh, haven't haven't seen Gary Woodland yet in 2020, so it'll be his first tournament of this calendar year. So it'll be interesting if he has any rust. Um, no, he played the tournament champion. Oh, that's right, he did play the TOC. Came in oh, seventh. Right. So, so that's why I'm not worried I, I about. I don't it. count He's the good. TOC. It's a no cut event, 32 people. That that's not a real tournament. Hey, it, he gained 2.4 strokes putting. So if he can just keep the putter going, just a little bit. Last guy good. I'm going to mention. And it's a guy we often hate playing on this show. Is Hideki Matsuyama? That's you. I love playing I, Hideki. The guy never wins. Man. But I will. I will caveat. That's what I was gonna say. I'll caveat what you always tell me. He never wins. He never wins. He's questionable putter. <laughs> 89th overall, my putter ranker. But in terms of approach, he is elite here, and elite off the fairways and greens. And when, when, when I say that, I don't say that lightly, okay? Looking at Matsuyama on on greens and regulation gain in the last eight rounds, he's ranked ninth overall, okay? Fourth overall in the last 24 rounds in greens and regulation gain. He's 12th in scrambling in the field. Okay, overall in the fairways and greens rank, he ranks number one. Ranks number one in approach. Yep. The questionable aspect is his putting. And the overall... He ranks number two. Like, this course is set up for Matsuyama to win if that motherfucker can putt. Okay? <laughs> I mean, Good 16th luck. and 20 in 2014. Two missed cuts following that. Then in two, 2017, then 33rd place, 12th, and 3rd. That's four of six cuts with the average finishing position of 16th place. Oh. On top oh. of that, you want him to be even more of a tease? 12th sure. at the Sony. It's fine. Can't win, like you said. I got you. Uh, he's so tasty this week. He's so <laughs> tasty. I'm with you. I'm a big Hideki fan, honestly. And I, I do like him this week. I just think he's a, in this field, I think 99 is a little too high priced for a guy that can't win. Well, we say he can't win until he wins. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Yeah, but he's going to win a weaker field event. There's no way he's out. He's beating out Xander, John Rahm, McElroy, Rose. Z- I mean, 
even Woodland, Finau, I don't know, Scheffler, I don't know. This isn't the week I think Hideki pulls out a miracle. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb. All right. First of all, Matsuyama's 27 years old, okay? He's a young golfer. It's not like he's just... A... Again, I'm I'm with you. I'm going to... I don't think he's I'm going to go ball. top five finish for Deki this week. I could buy that. I can could, I could see that. And, pot- and potentially to win on Sunday. Nope. All right. Anyone else in this 9K range? <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I passed. All right. Yeah. Let's go to the 8K range, and, and let's just say this. Colin Morikawa is going to be chalky big time. He might yep. be the chalk of the yep. tournament. Who knows specifically right now being Monday, and we're not quite sure where ownership's going to pan out. Um, but Morikawa ranks 7th in my overall model, 49th in my putter ranker, ninth in approach. In my expected or better distance, he ranks in the top 15. He's a solid play week in, week out. He's becoming more popular. Where do you lie on Colin Morikawa? I have been a Colin Morikawa fan since Pebble Beach when he was an amateur. But I'm out, I'm out this week on Morikawa. And I'm out for two reasons. One is ownership, and two is driving distance. He just does not have the power, I think, to hang on Sunday with these guys. I think he'll still finish well, uh, but for what he costs, I'm not I'm not willing to take that at all. Yeah, that makes sense. Nope. I think I'm going to have to have some Morikawa unless he, he, he's just too popular. So. Yeah. Who else you got in this 8K range that you'd like? Uh, I won't take your boy. I'm going to go off the wall and say uh, Brent Snedeker at 8,400. To me, he just grades out, and I don't do this very often, but he grades out terrible. He ranks 103rd in my model, which is god-awful. Um, but I'm looking really at his history here. He's only missed the cut once, going back to 2010. Uh, he's won twice, he's came in second twice, and he's came in ninth twice. Um, so, you know, I like that. Uh, we haven't seen him in a long time, so a lot of his last 24 rounds is counted when he was falling apart uh, at the end of the last season. But he got a 12th a couple weeks ago. So I think he may have a good bounce-back spot here. And he knows the course. He's comfortable with it. He's played both courses very frequently. Um, His game at the Sony looked like it was all together. He gained strokes across the board in every category, uh, especially off the tee, which is where he was struggling the last seven events to close out last year. Uh, And he's a good putter. So I think if he he solved whatever issues he had uh, at the end through September and October, I think we could see Snedeker easily find himself on the top, top-ish top of a leaderboard. I would hope for a top 15, uh, but I do think he has potential to top 10. Does his age worry you at all? A little, yeah, a little. If he had bombed the Sony, I would be completely out. But he's definitely got something there, and he's really familiar with the course. I'm going to give him one more shot. All right. Well, I'm going to go to Scotty Scheffler who is one of the best calls I made last week. I think a lot of people rolled their eyes when I said Scotty Scheffler could win this tournament. I did. And he was so damn close to winning it. <laughs> winning it. And I, I'm going to ride this pony until, you know, until he fades. Of course, questionable putting on POA. And I'm okay with that because he ranks fourth in my overall ranking, 11th in my aggregate ranking. But the thing about Scheffler is, is that he's so solid in approach and so solid off the tee. And those are key aspects for this course, especially the south course when you're going to be playing it in three rounds after, and two rounds after you make the cut. But my favorite part about Scotty Scheffler right now, 
Ranks first in my expected birdie or better with 4.32. You need to score to make the cut. You need to score to win at this tournament. 18.9 expected putting distance with a 35.7% chance to birdie those putts. Now, in all likelihood, is that going to happen? Probably not. But what I like about Scotty Scheffler is all these numbers add up. Okay. Lastly, never has played here at the Farmers. We don't know really what to expect with course, course history. I think because of that, he might have lower ownership, especially when you look at everyone else who's been so successful. I mean, even going down to like the 7K range, you have all these guys who have had success here. So he might go overlooked for that reason. I hope so, because I'm with you. I'm all I'm all about Shuffler this week. You, you proved me wrong. I, I didn't think he was a bad play last week. I just didn't think he could win, but he almost, like you said, almost had it. Uh, I'm, I'm all up. Shuffler is a great call this right. week. Another guy I want to mention was a guy that I hated and despised at the Sony Open. But this week, I'm jumping on that bad wagon, and that's uh, Mr. Neiman. You know, Joaquin Neiman. Yep. I had him as a can't-do-it at the Sony. And this is just a position for him to kind of show the strengths of his game a little bit better in a more competitive environment where I think he's going to come to play. He's a very young golfer. He, he's got a chip on his shoulder. Now he ranks 81st in the putting model, but the one thing I do want to point out in his last eight rounds ranks 30th in the field in POA. So maybe he is figuring out POA a little bit better. Ranks 17th in my overall model, 10th in my aggregate model. He's only 8,600 which I think is pretty cheap, averaging 71.4 points this year with an implied projection of 81.7, which I easily think he could reach. So, Joaquin Neiman is one of my core plays in this range. Yep, I'm with you. He was the next guy I was going to mention if you didn't call him. Anyone else in this 8K range you want to touch on? Uh, I've only got one, uh, Mark Leishman at 8,300. Uh, to me, he ranks out in the middle of my model. Uh, really looks good. Strokes gained tee to green. He was 24th is really what jumped me out. Um, looking at his course history here, he's done pretty well. He's kind of been up and down over the past uh, nine nine years or so. He's missed a cut twice, uh, but he's got three top tens to include two seconds and an eighth in 2018. Um, coming into this week, looking pretty good, like kind of the old Mark Leishman that we used to know. He had 28th two weeks ago. And then uh, top 10 back in, uh, God, when was that? I don't even remember, seven or eight weeks ago now. Uh, but looking good. Again, age is an issue, as we as Snedeker, as you mentioned before. But, you know, I still think he's got what it takes here to compete. Uh, as long as he can keep his putting a little bit under control uh, and his off-the-tee game looks as good as it did a couple weeks ago at the Sony, I think we'll see Leishman be competitive here, easily finding himself within the top 20. Mark Leishman. Last guy I want to mention is Ryan Palmer who on Poa is not the best putter. I mean, it, it's it, it's pretty factual when you compare it and you look at all his other putting surfaces. Um, you know, he's just at zero or above zero on bent grass and Bermuda, but at Poa, he's less than 0.2 strokes gain on this p- particular putting surface. But the thing I like is just his game recently, 17th at the Tournament of Champions, 4th at the Sony. He's in really good form. He gained a total of 9.2 strokes uh, 7.1 strokes gained tee to green at the Sony played awesome at the Sony. So he was someone that we were on that week. Um, one thing I do want to mention also is that at this tournament specifically second in 2018, 13th in 2019. So that's two of two made cuts since 2014 and he's only eight K. 
I am curious about his popularity. He he is becoming noticeable on tour. So if he is too power, popular, it might be a potential to fade it. But as of right now, I'm all in on Ryan Palmer. Interesting call. I have no Palmer, but I, I see your points. But all right. Not anyone not. else in this AK range you want to go down to the seven? Nope. I'm, in, I'm good to move All right. So seven. I'm going to say this. If you get the 7K wrong, you're going to have a bad week in DFS. Yep. For sure. Like, there's no one in this range, first of all, for me, that stands out as a must play. Okay. okay. Wrong. Secondly, <laughs> you go down to the 6K range, and when we get to MG, Monsters, and Guarantee, this this area is even worse. So I get the strategy that you're exploring this week with that really neutral, balanced lineup when a lot of people are going to try to do a Stars and Scrubs. And I question how many of these Scrubs you really want to roster because a lot of these guys are going to be popular just based on name. But without further explanation, some 7K guys, give me, give me your top one. Cameron Champ, I don't care what anyone says. He grades out statistically for me as a must-play. In the last 24 rounds, he's seventh overall in my model. Off the tee, he's number two. Driving distance, he's number one. Ball striking, he's number 10. Tee to green, he's number 20, and he's 7,800. I don't care. I'm looking at, okay, maybe I'm, maybe the stats are, are lying to me somewhere. Okay, last five events, driving distance gain. Five strokes. Last 10, eight strokes. Last 20, 13.9 strokes, driving distance gain. Okay, not good enough for you. How about off the tee in general? Strokes gain at the Amex, 2.3. At the Tournament of Champions, 3.3. Houston Opens, 2.2. How about, okay, let's take out of the tee, out, completely out of it. Let's see. Tee to green, 0.4 last week. Eh, all right. 2.2 at Tournament of Champions, 3 at the Houston Open, 11.5 when he won the Safeway, 6.9 at Sanderson Farms. The dude is just playing well. Playing way better than he's played the last couple of years. You know, I just can't see a way not to play him. I love the fact that he missed the cut here last year. Absolutely love it. Because he is just going to be... I'm damn near close to locking him in. Last four events, 21st, 14th, 27th, 8th. Doesn't have to win. Top 20, easily top 10 potential the way he's been playing. I'm all over Cam Champ. That that is like the only guy in this range that I'm close to just locking in. Cam Champ in the last 50 rounds is second in strokes gain off the tee in this field. I mean, that's, right. that's awfully impressive when you're looking at this course specifically. One, th- He's first in driving distance with Rom and McElroy in the field. But I worry about the scrambling. That's fine. I agree. I agree. Yes. Because agree. once you get penalized, like, you need to recover. You need to get par. Uh, yep. Bounce back, middle of the tier. He's at 28-1. Um, the thing I do like about Cam Champ, and, and I don't necessarily have him as a core play, but ranks 23rd in my expected birdie or better. So, so I like the call. It's a solid. It's a solid call. I think if he can put himself ahead on Thursday and Friday and goes into the weekend on the longer course in a good position, I think he'll be in a good spot. If he struggles and barely makes a cut, we may have issues. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 right. I mean, but that's that's kind of with anyone in this range. That's what we're looking at. Yeah. So we'll see. He, I mean, he can make it up with distance and in, in, on the weekend. That's true. But I'd rather he be playing with a lead and not risking his wild drives. 
We'll see. Well, I'm going to go down to $7,400 to, to a guy who I talked about last week, and that's Harris English. Um, 16th in my aggregate model, 47th overall, um, only 7400 and the guy is a POA putting monster, and he's pretty solid off the tee as well. I do question his approach game, but in the last eight rounds, he ranks 56th in the field. Before that, in the last 24, ranks 17th. So his approach game is on point. He seems to be, have found something recently. But, of course, that can quickly go cold and kind of go back to his like more struggling self where he does struggle from uh, that approach range. Um, he ranks 11th overall in my expected birdie or bit better distance with 3.69. Ranks 11th. And then expected putting distance at 24.4 where he has a 14.3% chance at birdie or better. Um, low, 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 low bounce back. Now that concerns me. So I'm going to be underweight the field on Harris English. But when you look at course history, he has an average place of 14th with a miscut last year. But before that, four straight cuts with 8th, 14th, 31st, and finishing in 2nd in 2015. Harris English finished in 48th at the Amex. Um, I'm hoping for a better finish for a guy who's 7,400, but he is someone that I'm going to roster this weekend. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that at all. He ranks fifth overall for me, and my only concern was his proximity from long range. But I mean, he's got the distance to close that, so I completely agree. All right, who else in this 7K range that you want to mention? Uh, it gets ugly from here on out, but I'm going to take a couple stabs at Johnny Vegas at a flat 7K. I think it's pretty underpriced for me. He ranks out 17th in my model. He's in the last 24 rounds. This puts him at third on strokes gained off the tee. Second in proximity from 200 plus, 14th in ball striking, and 10th in driving distance. Uh, he's played this course uh, what seven times over the past nine years. Missed the cut the last two years, uh, but prior to that, 28th, 18th, 11th, 59th, and a third way back in 20. Uh, what the heck year is that? 2011. Uh, 55th last week. You know, coming off of a missed cut up before that, so I think he's still shaking the rust off. He's familiar with the course here. The winds aren't going to be an issue. The weather's not going to be an issue. I think we'll have a, a solid chance to sneak through the cut and maybe put up a you know mid thirties, mid twenties finish. And for seven k, I, I can't hate it. That's a nice call. I'm going to mention. My worry is his putt. His putting is the, my biggest issue. But yeah, that's what a lot of yeah guys a lot do. of guys in this range, but not Lanto Griffin, one of the not one of the better Griffin. putters. In this particular range, ranks 10th in my overall model, 8th in my aggregate model. 7,900 seems a little bit steep, but he has been averaging on tournament this year 82.4, and at 7,900, I do have an implied projection of 75.05. So he is going to exceed just based on his average in DraftKings scoring. So where does Lanto sit historically here at the Farmers? Played one time in 2018, finished 12th, so that's one for one. Um, also finished in seventh in the Sony, so he's got good recent form. Again, all these intangibles, though, are going to lead to heavy ownership. Is it one of those weeks where you're just going to have to eat chalk and diversify with just one guy, two guys maybe? Like, you don't want to get too wild and too crazy, especially in the 77,000 range? I don't know. I'm still on the fence in that because the more I look at it, the more I wish I would play a guy above 10K, but I feel like that would put me too many chalk plays i feel like if, if i go balanced i'm forced to get guys that will at least be lesser owned all right and in the oh go so, ahead sorry i don't know i uh, so, I, don't, I don't know i'm so undecided i, I could see it either way i i think lanto's going to be popular just based on the stats the models that everyone's going to produce 
I'm pretty sure that other touts are going to be all over Lanto Griffin. And it's just, is it one of those weeks where you don't want to get too uncomfortable? And that's going to lead us to our next play. And I think we're both really on the fence with this guy. And that's, it's Grio. Yeah, that's what, that was my next one. Yep, yeah, go sure. ahead, take it over. Yeah, so again, we'll go the other way from Griffin. A terrible putter all around on Poa. I mean, even over his last 20 events, he's losing two strokes around on any putting surface. So, But at 7,800, he ranks third for me. I mean, he's great in gaining greens. He's great on ball striking. He's number two in the field. Um, 20th off the tee. He's been, even though he's not the longest driver, he ranks 114th in driving distance in the field, but he still manages to gain strokes off the tee consistently. Yeah, going like historically, looking at his last hundred rounds, he's still gaining one point four strokes off the tee. Um, so I don't know. I feel like his placement is going to be as long as he's dialed in. I think he'll compete. He looks like he's in a, in great form. I mean, twenty first a couple weeks ago, he's played here four times, made the cut three of the four, fifty second last year, twelfth before that, and a thirty third. So kind of a mixed bag. Um, he's priced, I think, right where he needs to be. But I worry that he might come in a little bit higher on. I'm not sure if that's an accurate statement yet, but I feel like he'll come in a little bit higher on. That's where we're at in this range, right? You look at Benny on Russell Knox, Bud Cauley. These are guys that are, are great ball strikers, great off the tee, great approach game, but just awful at putting on POA. Um, you know, contrarian, I think, would be someone like Bubba Watson, who has a suspect yeah. approach game, but most definitely could have success here that you want, especially at 7,500. Historically, you know, he finished the last, as far as I'm look back, he finished at 23rd in 2014, the last time he played here. So um, there's a guy who could possibly leverage on some of the men, uh, some of the guys we mentioned. Joel Dahman, another guy yeah. who has suspect putting but has the game to be successful here so you're gonna have to make a lot of decisions here do maybe some extra research you know even sebastian munoz matt jones these are guys that i can argue can come into play keegan bradley man he, he's the cut maker right <laughs> like the, the, <laughs> the ultimate, ultimate, terrible, ultimate putter. terrible putter the ultimate guy who will make the cut be in first place come saturday be in 56th on sunday um you know there's a lot of range and I, I really think this is where a lot of lineups are going to be, you know, made or busted. Oh, for sure. I mean, going back to Grio, what do you think is too much ownership? I, I figure he's probably going to between like 6 and 10%. At what point do you just not play Grio? 10? For sure, right? You don't play much, if any. I, if Grio gets double-digit ownership consideration, I, I think that's always a fade for me. Yeah, I mean, who's seven and a half? He's just—he's just too volatile of a putter. We've seen it countless times. Segments that show like him missing a three-foot three-footer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it, it's most definitely a ownership leverage play, and you got you got to weigh that. I don't know how much though. People are going to be paying in in the upper range of the seven K if they're going with the top dogs. So that's what, I, and that's what brings me back to like a balanced approach puts me at. A contrarian build because they're not no one's going to have enough salary left over to take these like low eight upper nine guys well that 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 leads them to more like the nick watney's the gooch the sabatini's you know yeah, those uh, exactly. lower lower 7k range and and it'll be interesting to see how lineup lineup you know 
lineups pan out. When I actually start building these lineups, I, I'm going to see the best strategy, kind of take some stabs at what the public's doing versus what I should be doing. So I know you're all hell-bent on doing the balance build, but um, if I can figure out a way to do some stars and scrubs and get unique with it, I might do that. But we'll see. I like it. All right, so that was birdie or better. One putt, two putt, three putt in our top plays of the 11K to 7 K range but it's time to have some fun no mm -mm. Mm -mm. no 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 hell no can't do it so this is the cut lines new signature segment can't do it can't do it where Zach and I will tell you players that we feel will have 10% or higher ownership that you just should not play, should not roster. Dude, this segment is money. I love this segment. I am going to kick it off, all right? You do it. And Crush it. I think he is hands down the biggest trap play on the entire slate and that is my boy cameron tringale oh shit. at 7100 a guy who i love i adore just simply because of his name who who saved a lot of lineups especially for everyone who had wise last week um he ranks great off the tee ranks great in approach looks good in putting but this is a trap price. I mean, DK priced him way too low at 7,100. I mean, we know his caliber of golf. And you look at his course history here. He's got two miscuts. Hasn't finished above 58th at this course specifically. I think there's been a lot of love going Tringale's way recently. Not this week for me. Even though he ranks 14th overall in my model, Tringale is a can't do it. I like it. I'm with you. I'm no Tringale. Zero. Zilch. Well, who do you got? Who can't you play? Well, who can't I play? And it is going to be the perennial runner-up, Mr. Ricky Fowler, at 9,700. I think it's just too much. He's been playing pretty good. If you look at his past, you know, his recent history, 10th at the Amex, 5th at Tournament Champions, 9th at the Hero, which is perfect. A perfect way to build up ownership for a perfect letdown spot. He just does not perform well here over the past. For 9400 you're paying for a guy who got 66 last year. Miscut, 18. Miscut, 17. Miscut, 16. 61st and 15. Miscut, 2014. And a sixth way back in 2013. I am no way in hell am I paying 9400 for a guy who hasn't finished above 60th place here in six years. I don't care if he looks better than he's had over since the past year. There is no way Ricky Fowler finishes in the top 10, let alone the top 5. In a field this strong, there is just no chance that I'm having any part of Ricky Fowler, and I hope to God he's double-digit ownership. Since 2014, Ricky Fowler, an average finish position of 64th. You forgot the you forgot the Pass. tagline, bro. Oh, I didn't. I was waiting Sorry. for your words. Can't do it. Won't do it. Not going to do it. Can't do it. Not right. At 9K someone who is going to be appealing to all the masses 
Jason Day is a solid fade for me. Now, you look at his course history, it is elite. In all the tournaments since 2014, he's made a cut. He has finished in the top five. Second, first, first, and fifth. That's an average finishing position of second place. On top of that, you look at his overall rank on my model, he ranks in the top 20. But when you look at the recent form, Jason Day is completely suspect, especially after his injury-riddled season last year. I am not buying into this reduced price Jason Day 9K price. I think it's a trap. Get out. It's a trap. Can't do it. Won't do it. Can't do it. I'm with it. He was my third. Can't do it. So I'll add another one in there for can't do it. So my other can't do it, won't do it for this week is Mr. Patrick the Patrick Reed at 9,200. No way. No thanks. Don't want it. Miscut last week. Eh, it wasn't, didn't look terrible overall. Putting was suspect. But before that, second at Tournament Champions, third at the Hero, eighth WGC, 17th at the Zozo, ninth at the Tour Championship, you know, 19th at BMW, won the Northern Trust. Looks like he's got his game back together. So I hope... I hope to God people are like, oh, recent form, he looks pretty good. He had an off week. Here he bounces back. No, he won't. 13th in 2019, 23rd in 2018, then he went through in 2016. I don't care. I want nothing to do with Patrick Reed. He ranks out 59th for me. He's proximity over the last 24. He's 148th, 80th in GIR's gain. He's 58th in driving distance. There's no way in hell I'm playing Patrick Reed, especially for 9,200. Pass. Can't do it. Won't do it. I'm out. Last can't do it for me, Jordan Spieth at 8,500. Awful off the tee. Terrible in approach. The guy is just a good and solid around the green. This is not the course fit for him, even with his course history in finishing an average finishing position of 27th place. So Jordan Spieth ranks 87th in my overall model, 102nd in my aggregate model. I think this is the type of way where Jordan Smith, Smith, Jordan Spieth just gets smoked and just does not promote, just does not perform well. 120th in the last 24 rounds in approach in the field. 120th in strokes gained tee to green. Like, I get it. Jordan Spieth, big name golfer. No thank you. Just no thanks. Can't do it. Won't do it. Agreed. Let down spot. Anyone else, sir? Nope. You took my Jason Day. There's my third one. Oh, love this segment. Best ever. <laughs> Martin Pillar. He is a monster. He is a monster. Miscut. Miscut. Martin Pillar. I guarantee he will make the cut. Martin Pillar. Miscut. Miscut. I guarantee he will make the cut. Martin Pillar. All right, we're moving <laughs> on to our... Your favorite. A monster. The I MG Monsters and Guarantee, where we take our monster, a six player, 6K player that we feel will finish in the top 25, and our guarantee is 6K player that we guarantee will make the cut. So far, our stats on the year. I am two for two Ugh. on monsters. Ugh. You are over two. Overall, I am I three for four, about. and overall, you are one for four. 
It's all right. I'm two for two this week. It's half. Well, I don't know. I'm one for two. Do for we, sure do we have week. to rename your nicknames? And you know, if we would have kept track last year, I'm telling you, I was like 77 for 78. <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> I think I, I there was a stretch of like six weeks where I could not miss. Yeah, there was a point in time you were you were on fire, and and we t- we talked. It's about early. It. No, it was like in the middle. It was like right it's after early. the mass. No, I mean it's early. It's early this year. I still haven't. I haven't. Sh- it's these fucking multiple course bullshit. Like, give me, give me the single courses. I'll be back. On I track. love how you just make excuses. You know what? If it was just the South Course, I could tell you who's going to win the whole damn thing right now. All right, let's uh, let's hear it. I'm in- I'm interested to All hear right. your monster. Where, where are you starting? What are you starting with? I I actually just just I audible. I had two other guys, and now I'm, I'm changing it up. So here we go. I'm starting with uh, guarantee. And it's going to be, uh, oh man, Chesson Hadley. I think he he looks good after coming off of 29th last week. He plays he played here four times. He missed the cut last year, a 23rd, the year before, and a 58th, the year before that. But what I'm really, 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 really comfortable with is his poa putting looks pretty good. Historically, he is a pretty good poa putter, which is going to help him in the field. And then you look at his last 24 rounds, Across the board for 6600, you're paying for a guy who's 16th in GIR's game, 9th in proximity, 19th in ball striking, 21st tee to green, and you know his off the tee game, 83rd, not the best, but he is dialed in on his approach, and that's what I think will save him. When you combine that with his putting, he sneaks through the cut line, he gets my stats up, and he hopefully helps you win the GPP. Not a bad call for a guarantee after you're stealing and rolling off my thunder. Stealing my boy from last week. Anyways, my gar- my guarantee Sorry. is Carlos Ortiz at 6,900. Ranks 29th in my overall model, 15th in my aggregate model. An excellent putter historically on POA. Has struggled in his last eight rounds, but again, when's the last time these golfers have seen this putting surface? Um, where he does struggle is an approach game. He is a 6K golfer, so he does have flaws in his game. But what I do like about Ortiz is that he's solid off the tee. I want him to at least have a chance to score and to be successful, and I think it starts with off the tee for these guys. Now, his recent form is going to throw everyone off Ortiz at 6,900. In terms of fairways and greens, he ranks 122nd in the field, so he's damn near last place. But we can see that turnaround long-term form. He ranks 26th overall in his last 100. When you look at that stat specifically in the last 100, Ortiz ranks... 35th overall in driving distance and 52nd overall in good drive. So Ortiz is my guarantee. Great. That's an interesting call. I hadn't even looked at Ortiz. That's, that's pretty solid. That's why I'm three for four. It's all right. I'm picking your boy for our monster. Oh, don't do week. it. Don't Seth do Drive, it. 6,900. Seppi Seppi. And I wasn't going to, because I'm, I'm really usually not a Sepp Straka fan, except for first-round leaders, which he gave me a lot of money last year. But came in fourth last week at the Amex, 53 a week before that. He got a 13th here last year. And when you look at his form coming into last year, he had two missed cuts and didn't play for like four weeks prior to that. He's playing great golf. He's coming in better. He's played here before. I think he's confident. Uh, his putting has been on point this year so far. We've seen him gain strokes at both events. Uh, he's gaining strokes off the tee, which is always what we want to see with Straka because that's its only strength. And he looked good on approach. If, I, if he can hold that approach game together and just keep his putting 
above zero, I think we see a solid Sepp Straka that can easily repeat a 13th that he got last year. For me, I, and I looked at his last 24 rounds, he's within the top 50 and everything, and he's got the 26 on proximity and 21st off the tee. If he can hold on to that and play a little bit good on the weekend, I think I think we'll see Straka up on the top of the, top-ish of the leaderboard. We'll see him in the teens, which is good enough to get me another win on the victory board. You think so? I think so. I might be a week too late on this, but I feel like Shrock has got another one in before he nosedives for a couple weeks. Are you sure? Now you're sure that's you're gonna go with Sep Straka. I'm I'm 100. I had I had a couple other individuals in mind, but I'm going with Straka. All right, I I literally just changed my monster. Uh, I know. Like that, it, it's the. Uh, I'm, wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna okay. guess. Hold on, give me one second. I'm going to take a guess at who you changed it to. Uh, it's not... Jamie Holmes isn't uh, in the 6K, no. is he? Okay, who is it? That's not a... That's your guess. The guy is not even in the yep. 6K. Is he in the 6K? I thought he was he in the 6K. It's not J.B. Holmes. Uh, all right. All right, I have no idea. I... I'm just looking at the last year's leaderboard. I'm just trying to think who it might be, but All I have right. no clue. Because I hate this range so much, my original 6K monster was Chase Seaford. I'm not doing it. I'm not buying it. I, I think his recent form is, is, is suspect at best. So I'm going all the way down to 6,300 with my boy, Brandon Wu. No, I have him starred. Good Bra- call. Brandon do Wu ranks 27th in my overall rank, 23rd in my aggregate model. Absolutely is abysmal on POA, but that's okay. He's an elite ball striker and it's solid in approach, solid off the tee. No tournament history here. Brandon Wu will finish in the top 25 motherfuckers and will only cost you $6,300. Chalk it up as three for three. Oh, there is no way. I'm sorry. I have him start as a play I want to use this week, but there is no way in hell. I thought about it. I really thought hard about making him my monster, and I was like, I'm so far behind, I can't three take this Three for shot. three I'm my glad monsters, you did. baby. If if he puts up, um, I will. If he wins the monster and I don't, I will. I Your segment is yours. It's not my segment. It's your segment. It will become yours when, when for Martin this year. When Martin in it, man, you're going to have to take him. <laughs> Oh man, I real I oh, that kills me. He's the only guy below like sixty five hundred that I took a really hard look at. All right, other guys in the six K range, I just want to touch upon. They they all have fault, faults, but be, they are guys you want to do some research on. Consider sixty nine hundred. You got Harold Varner the third, um, ranks twenty fifth in my overall model, twenty fourth in my aggregate model. Where he struggles is kind of that approach off the tee. He's just kind of middle of the field. Also, not the most solid putter on Poa. Course history-wise, only one made cut in the last four years with a 31st place. Other than that, three missed cuts. Another guy I want to mention is Matt Neesmith, who I don't know if I'm going to get down to because, again, a questionable putter at best. But Daz had solid finishes so far this year with a 32nd place and a 17th place at the Amex with an average finishing position of 25th. For a guy who's 6,600, this field's a little bit different, though, man. I don't know if I want to go Matthew Na- uh, Naismith. So, 
Anyone else you want to mention this 6K range? Uh, I'll throw out a few guys that had my interest that I'll probably throw in a lineup or two. DJ Tron at 6,500. Grades out pretty well for me. He's been playing pretty good golf a lot this year. Uh, I think he's underpriced a little bit. Brandon Wu that you mentioned. I have a spot in my heart for John Hunt at 6,100. Uh, he's been playing decent golf. He's been abysmal. At the end of last year, he got hurt for a while. That uh, looks like a bounce back spot for him, which I think he makes a cut, and that's about all he'll do for you. But if you're looking for a cut maker, he might be your guy. And then uh, Trey Mullinax at 6K flat. Uh, for me, he grades out 39th overall. He's got you know some decent decent stats here. I think uh, when I looked it up, uh, 25th last year, missed cut, and a 49th. So he's made the cut two out of three times. Uh, finished in 58th once this season already. So I think he's another guy that at min price might get through the cut line and get your lineups uh, some room up top to if you want to build one or two of those studs for stars and stripes. But that's all I got for uh, the 6Ks. Nice work, buddy. Nice work to you. We were over, though, by a couple minutes, so came close. It's all right. It's all right. Thanks for listening for the extra couple minutes, everybody. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think I love him. Well, that'll do it. That'll wrap it up. The cut line is over. It is all over. This is the Farmers Insurance Open. Want to spend a, send a special thanks to Fanshare Sports. Thank you to PGA. Thank you to Fantasy National. Zach, I want to thank you for having a wonderful time and doing a wonderful job on this show specifically. I'm going to thank you because next week is the motherfucking Waste Management Open. Finally. You're so excited. I, that, I love it. I can't wait. I'm excited. Our biggest thanks goes out to you, the listener. Thank you for spending the time with us. We are hoping and knowing that you are going to play the best plays, top picks, win those GPPs, get that money, fade our can't do it, buy our birdies and better plays. Man, I'm excited, dude. I can't wait. Let's do it. Later, boys. Later!